Shalom. I hope you're ready for the Word of God. I titled today's message, The Perfect Storm. The Perfect Storm. It was the name of the movie that was screened in the year of 2000. And if you did watch the movie and you know the movie, then I know your age group. Right? You're no longer that young. You're no longer young. It was a good movie. The movies are played by George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. But the true story of so-called The Perfect Storm was not filmed in the year 2000 and was not played by Judge Clooney or Mark Wahlberg, but was really happening 2000 years ago. The storm was recorded not just by one book, but recorded in the three books of the Bible. Three of these books are in the New Testament. They, were, they are Matthew, Mark, and Luke. The storm that knocks Jesus' disciples on the boat was not just an ordinary storm, but was a strong, a sudden strong hurricane that rocked their boat. Alright, so let's take a look, let's take a look at this story. Alright, let's take a look at Luke chapter 8, verse 22. Begin with verse 22. Alright, one day Jesus got into the boat with his disciple and he said to them, let us go to the other side. So it was Jesus' instruction for them to be on the boat. Let us go to the other side of the lake. And then they left. And while they were sailing, Jesus fell asleep. Suddenly a storm descended into the lake. So the boat were filled with water and they were in danger. The next one, verse 24, Then his disciple came to wake him, saying, Teacher, teacher, master, we are perishing. He got up, then rebuked the raging wind and water. And the wind and the water died down, and the lake was calm. Then he said to them, Where is your faith? So they were afraid and were amazed, and said to one another, Who is this man that he commanded the wind and water, and they obeyed him? So, church, nobody in this world liked to experience storm. Anyone like it? Nobody. No one likes it because there is a threat that takes something from our life. There is a danger. There is danger. There are big waves that disturb the comfort of our life. Nobody will like to experience the storm, the storm of life. And why? Why do I call the perfect storm? Because the storm that the disciple face is a storm that God, our Jesus, has prepared for them. A storm that has, that has a purpose from God for each of His disciples. And it will be a lesson for every one of us who read the story today. Because one thing is certain, today and tomorrow, a storm will come to everyone. A storm will come to every one of us. There are three possible there are three possible situations for all of us right now. Either number one, either we are in the middle of a storm or we are just about to enter the storm of life. Or we are just coming out of the storm of life. Whether we like it or not, we will face a storm of life. 
Now, if you notice verse 22, let's take a look again. Verse 22, it says, Let us go to the other side of the lake. Then they left. This means that they are in the middle of the storm. Jesus' disciples were in the middle of the storm because they obey Jesus. Now, I want to establish the truth here. I want to establish the first truth that everyone who is in the storm not necessarily means they are outside the will of God. Amen? So, so you can be in the middle of the storm, but in the center of His will. Let me repeat that again. You can be in the middle of the storm, but in the center of His will. His will. Or you can feel safe at the shore, disobeying God but outside the will of God. Which one would you rather be? I would rather to be in the storm, but in the center of His will. So precisely, precisely in this story, alright, Jesus' disciples were in the storm because God's will for them to be on the boat at that very moment. So I'm not, I'm not making a sweeping statement that it is God who brings us into every storm of life. No. You could be in the storm, in big troubles, because of our foolishness. Because of our foolishness, we can enter into a self-made storm because of our ignorance. But even so, God has the divine power that controls everything, including the kind of storm that put yourself into. God is in control. Now, I need somebody to say Amen. Amen. God is in control. I'm not sure what type of storm that is raging in your life today, but I'm, I'm sure if you are a believer, there is a blessing in the middle of your storm. The purpose of the storm is as a vehicle that God uses to bring us into a new place, into a new season of life. We understand from here, from the story, if you read a study Bible, there are two types of storm. Uh, I pick it up from this story and another story. There are two types of storm. The first one, the storm of perfection. This is the kind of storm that shape us into perfection. To shape us to be perfect means to shape us to be mature. An original word is to be mature is to talios, is talios. That's why I call it this sermon, the perfect storm. There are things God wants us to learn as a lesson in the storm. There are things God wants us to leave behind and don't, and don't carry them into the future. There are things that God wants us to pick up in the storm before we enter into a new season of life. We need to go through in order to go through. That's a saying. In, we need to go through something. We need to go through the storm in order for us to go through. We sometimes need to get through something to get to a place of calling. This type, this type of storm happened to Jesus' disciple on the boat. Jesus said, Let go, let's go to the other side. There is a purpose and a lesson in that midst of that storm. Okay, the second storm that I want to highlight quickly, the storm of correction. This is the kind of storm that happened to Jonah. 
to Jonah. Jonah ran away from God's calling, disobeying God, but God was merciful to Jonah. He sent a storm to correct Jonah. He was thrown up from the boat, eaten by the fish, transported back to the purpose and the calling of God. So, with these two types of storm, the storm of perfection, the storm of correction, we left with only two choices, to obey or disobey. To obey just like Jesus' disciple and end up in the middle of the storm, or to disobey God and end up also facing the storm. Okay, are you rather in a boat or in the belly of a fish? What is your choice? To be like Jesus' disciple or to be like Jonah? Jonah paid a price for his disobedience. He was off the boat. He was sinking and took miracle to save him. It took a giant whale to save him. In contrast, the disciples were on the boat that they could be scared to death. They were terrified, but they were with Jesus. Amen. So Jesus led them into the perfect storm, not to terminate them, but to teach them a lesson, to train them, to transport them to a different season of life, to a calling of God. So let's take a look at the story of Jesus, how the story of Jesus took his disciples into the perfect storm. It's for us to understand and learn that the real the real storm is not what is in front of us, the wave, but the real, the real storm is what is inside of us. Amen. If we can calm the storm inside of us, if we can calm the storm inside of us, we can face any storm in front of us. Amen. Let me repeat that to you. If we can calm the storm inside, we can face any storm of our lives all right the disciple was scared it's correct it's true and that's the fact he was scared to death because of the storm but jesus was able to sleep soundly now i began to understand the reason why jesus was asleep soundly in the middle of the storm not because jesus didn't care but jesus wanted to show us how to have peace in the middle of the storm the storm comes to check our inner peace to check our inner peace let me repeat the storm comes to check our inner peace do we really have that peace of god in our heart the kind of peace that only he jesus gives only god gives the peace that he lives with us is the peace that the world cannot give you cannot get this kind of peace from the world, from materialism, from money, from your wealth. No, the peace of God. The storm comes to check whether we have that peace of God in our heart. So the question is, simple question for all of us, for you and me. Can we sleep in the middle of the storm? Not that it's a big deal to be able to sleep well each night. No big deal but it could be an indication whether we have the peace of god in our heart i know during this time of facing covid 19 storm i understand that all of us might face the same storm the storm is covid 19 
the pandemic and all the effects and uh, what whatever that affects you all right all kind of problems that COVID-19 cause but not all of us are in the same boat the same storm but not all of us are in the same boat some of us are in the giant boat or giant ship our struggle probably our struggle everyone perhaps is to choose what food to eat today during lockdown which movie in netflix to watch or which exercise to do today and so on but some of us really some of us really might be in the small kayak boat facing the storm struggling whether they can eat whether they have food today but this is what i believe regardless our boat situation is whatever our boat situation is i know this truth and i believe this truth that jesus is in our boat amen church the storm of life can scare us and shake our comfort and drown us in fear so that we cannot move on we cannot do anything we cannot move towards god's calling and god's purpose for our lives this is what the devil wants to happen when the storm comes but god jesus want us to remain calm calm the storm and calm the fear in our hearts so we can move forward to the other side to the next season of our life to the calling of god so today this is what i want to share with you a simple question to check our stand today what do we do in the middle of the storm what do we do in the middle of the storm i hope this message will be relevant enough to help you to navigate to maneuver in the middle of the storm what do we do in the middle of the storm point number one that i want to share with you is see through it we need to see through it when we are in the middle of the storm see through it don't just see the storm see through the storm amen having faith having faith is not just having a different view of the way we see the problem at hand but having faith is how we can see beyond the problem at hand all right having faith is not just having a different perspective having a different view of the way we see the problem it is good but it's not enough but having faith is how we can see beyond the problem at hand amen beyond the problem at hand faith does not make us immune to problem but it help us to see beyond what we can see in front of us faith help us help us to see god's hand working for our good in the middle of the problem church if we don't see problem in our life then we cannot see god's provision that he provides if we do not face the storm then we will not be able to see there is a strength really there is a strength that god has given to us so that we can go through that storm amen amen faith does not make us immune to the problem faith help us to see the provision through the problem 
Faith helps us to see His supplies through our struggle. Faith helps us to see His strength through the storm. God is trying to show us His supply by giving us the need for us to see it through. So what do we do in the middle of the storm? See through it. We need to see through it. Amen. You know the story of Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb was not only able to see beyond the problem. Caleb and Joshua, Joshua and Caleb, they had a different point of view when spying the land of Canaan. They said, hey, I'm not a grasshopper like the rest of you. They had a different perspective, but they also have the ability to see far beyond the problem, the obstacle. He could see through the obstacle that I could defeat these giants. We could take over the land God has given to us. We can defeat the giants who are there and occupy the land that God has promised to them. So that's exactly what faith enables us to be able to see it through beyond our problem all right so my first point to see it through can you can you see it through can you see through the purpose of god through at the problem can you see through it can you see the purpose of god through the storm if we can see through it then we can find we can find strength and courage to go through it to go through it let me just read to you hebrew chapter 12 verse 2 from the amplified version which i love this this the, a perfect translation all right looking away from all that will distract us all right in the middle of the storm sometimes what we can see is just the storm what we can see is just the problem the wind the waves and all that but this is about faith this verse is talking to us is teaching us about faith we need to look away from all that will distract us and focus our eyes on jesus who is the author and the perfecter of our faith the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity when your faith matures we need to be able to look away from everything that distracts us and focus our eyes on Jesus. Your faith has matured. Who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross. He's talking about Jesus. He said the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross. Disregarding the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and the completion of his work. The same way Jesus, when he faced his kind of storm, which is the cross, he set the joy, the cross, he see through it, he see through the cross, he see you and me through the cross. If he could go through it, he see you and me as the joy. He set you and me as the joy. So he has, he can find the strength to go through it. We need to be able to see 
through it because we will find strength and the courage to walk through it amen the second the second point that i want to share to you what do we do in the middle of the storm speak to it speak to the storm all right let's read mark chapter 4 verse 39 mark chapter 4 verse 39 he got up jesus got up rebuked the wind and said to the waves quiet be still then the wind died down and it was completely calm it was completely calm all right the way jesus the way jesus calmed the storm the way jesus calmed the storm is the revelation for us to calm the storm within us just as jesus spoke to the storm we need to speak to the storm within us we need to be able to speak to our mountain we need to be able to speak to our waves and wind and the storm within us we need to speak to it we need to speak to it we will not find peace until we speak the word of god to the storm within us speak, speak the word of god be still to a troubled heart be still to a troubled heart the word the word of god is like a double-edged sword that we can use to speak to our storm all right we will not find peace until we we speak the word of god to the storm within us amen the word of god like i mentioned is like a double-edged sword the, the two-edged sword in the original language is called this thomas meaning two mouth two mouth the first mouth is the word of god that comes out from the mouth of god and the second is the word that comes out from our mouth that it will become a double edged sword this thomas that becomes a weapon to fend off the devil's attack and fight against the devil who comes to give us fear worry and despair you might have fear worry and despair the only weapon to fight to, to, to fight against all this is to use the word of god speak the word of god to the storm within us to your heart it is it is easy and it's natural for us to speak about our storm about our mountain we can talk about how big our problem is how big the storm is the height of our mountain it's 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 too high to climb we can speak and describe your mountain in full detail but you will sabotage your own life you will sabotage your own life by speaking how big your mountain is to yourself your world your word will frame your world that's a quote that we always hear in christian in christianity your word will frame your world i think this is from pastor jeffrey rahman your word will frame your world and then what i understand is what we echo is what we will see what we echo with our mouth is what we will see with our eyes and that is the fruit that we will eat at the end church it is a paramount important to be able to speak the word of god to yourself we need to learn how to preach the word of god to ourselves 
we always listen somebody's preaching but we need to be able to be a preacher to your own to your own heart all right let me just give you an illustration okay as closing you know in if you study science if we study that we study that water and oil can never be one entity these two things water and oil cannot occupy the same place at the same time water and oil cannot occupy the same place in a glass so imagine if we have a some oil in a glass we can we can push the oil by pouring more water into the glass the water will slowly push the oil out of the glass because the weight of oil is lighter than the weight of water when you fill the glass with water the oil will be on top of the water will be on top of the water as you pour more water into the glass the oil will be forced out of the glass water church represent the word of god it has a heavier weightage than the facts has a heavier weightage than the problems than the storm that you face when you when your faith arises as a result of speaking the word of god to your heart your faith will force our worry will force our fear and anxiety out from our heart and when that happened then the peace of god amen the peace of god that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and our mind and you can sleep in the middle of the storm isn't that beautiful how jesus was able to sleep in the middle of the storm because the peace of god god his heart and his mind you can be in the middle of the storm but you have the peace of god that got your heart and your mind that's philippians chapter 4 by the way without the peace of god you can be mentally disturbed going through the storm you have to speak the word of god to the storm within speak to it we got to speak to it so to recap all right what do we do when we are in the middle of the storm number one we need to see through it you don't just see the problem see the purpose of god through the problem that you face number two speak to it speak to the problem speak to your wave speak to the storm so you will have the faith and the courage to walk through it amen amen so let's pray let's pray father i pray in the difficult time in the difficult time like this where we are in the deep facing our storm my prayer is that you open our eyes to be able to see your purpose through this storm we do not want to just get out from this storm from this problem get out from this storm but we miss your divine purpose in it we want to catch your purpose your calling even we are in the middle of that storm it was the perfect storm for us i pray as we see the purpose in it we can find the strength to see through it and walk through it holy spirit help us in our weakness comfort us in troubled times and strengthen us to walk through the storm i believe the storm of life is not here to stay it's just for a moment or two 
but Jesus, the God of peace, is here to stay with us. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your presence with us today. Let's lift both our hands and receive the blessing. May the love of the Father, the grace of Jesus Christ, the anointing and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit may be manifested in our life. In Jesus' mighty name and all God's beloved says, Amen. Amen. God bless you and happy Sunday.